Chapter Six of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Six a cavalier in love reginald trevor it was for vaga was not guessing something she saw about the horseman or his horse had enabled her to identify him as she did so that third and latest change coming over her countenance giving it also a serious cast but nothing compared with that which now showed on the face of her sister the varied expressions of hopeful anticipation surprise delight then doubt rapidly succeeded one another were all past and in their place a dark shadow sat cloud-like on her brow in her eyes too still scanning the distant horseman was a look that betokened pain or at least uneasiness with something of fear and anger in truth the expression on their face though differing from each other would have been unreadable to any one who was a stranger to them and reginald trevor some knowledge of this gentleman and his antecedents will throw light upon the grave impressions seemingly produced upon the two girls by the sight of him as the name might indicate he was kin to the young courtier late gentleman usher at whitehall his cousin different however had been their lots in the lottery of life those of eustace so far having all come out prizes while reginald had been drawing blanks a dissolute dissipated father had left the latter naught but a bad name and the son had little bettered it still was he a gallant cavalier as the word went and at least possessed the redeeming quality of courage he had given proofs of it as an officer in that army sent northward against the scots where he had served as a lieutenant under lunsford per contra as the father who begot him he was given to dissipation a drinker dicer wencher everything socially disreputable and distasteful to the parliamentarians far more the puritans though neither disgracing nor lowering himself in the eyes of his own party the cavaliers if latitudinarianism in morals could be accounted christian charity none were endowed with this virtue in a higher degree than they reginald trevor had the full benefit of their tolerance in that respect passed among them as a rare good fellow no harm in him 
save what affected himself to use a common phrase he was his own worst enemy beginning life penniless he was no better off at the commencement of his military career and his spendthrift habits had kept him the same ever since at that hour when seen coming down the road save his sword horse clothing and equipments he could not call anything his own these however were all of the best for he was a military dandy and despite poverty always contrived to rig himself out in grand array just now he was well up in everything though possibly nothing had been paid for horse clothing nor accoutrements but he had got a good post which enabled him to get good credit and that satisfied him all the same thrown out of commission as lunsford and others after their return from the north he had lived for some months in london as best he could often at his wit's end but swords were now once more in demand with men who could wield them and sir john wintour who had commenced fortifying his mansion at lydney to hold it for the king casting about for the right sort to defend it chose reginald trevor as one of them for some weeks antecedent to the time of his introduction to the reader he had been in sir john's service acting in a mixed capacity military and political with some duties appertaining to the civil branch of administration these had taken him all over the forest of dean introducing him into many a house where he had hitherto been a stranger but of all honored by his visit there was only one he cared ever returning to if he could revisit again and again had done so and would have been glad to stay by it for the rest of his life a lone house too though a mansion standing remote from anything that could be called city or even town remote from other houses of its class it may seem strange such a solitary habitation should have attractions for a man of his character but not when its name is given for it was hollymead this known it needs no telling why reginald trevor was attracted thither only to specify which of the two girls was the lodestone that drew him even this may be guessed not likely sabrina but very likely vaga and vaga it was he had fallen in love with her passionately madly and stranger still purely for in all likelihood it was the first honest love of his life honest it was however and honestly he had been acting so far his courtship respectful 
and free from the bold rude advances which as a rule marked the conduct of the cavaliers for despite all said to the contrary their behavior to women was more gallantry than gallant and anything but chivalrous but although behaving his best reginald trevor had not prospered in his suit on the contrary receiving a check which brought it to an abrupt ending for the time and it might be for ever this in the shape of a hint that his visits to hollymead house were neither welcome nor desirable rather the reverse not given him by the girl herself she did not even know of it but conveyed by her father privately and quietly yet firmly of course it was taken and the visits discontinued that was but a fortnight ago and yet reginald trevor was once more on his way to hollymead but very different the cause carrying him thither now to that which had oft taken him before different his feelings too though not as regarded the young lady for her they were the same his passion hot as ever and yet was it a flame burning blindly without a word of encouragement to fan or keep it alive never once had she spoken to tell him his love was reciprocated never given him smile or look that could be interpreted in that sense for all this he so interpreted some she had bestowed on him successes conquests many had made him vain and he deemed himself irresistible fancied he would conquer her too nevertheless he felt less confident now that rupture of relations had become a grievous obstacle nor was he on the way to hollymead with any hope of being able to bind up the broken threads instead his errand thither had for object that which was sure further to sever them it was not of his own seeking and he had entered upon it with reluctance dark and gloomy was the shadow on his face as he rode under that of the trees at intervals it became a scowl with resentment blazing up in his eyes as he thought of that dismissal so wounding to his self-esteem so insulting but he was armed with that which would give him a revanche make the master of hollymead humble if not hospitable a document such as has humbled the master of many another house angering them at the same time for it was a letter of request for a loan signed and stamped with the king's seal End of chapter six